0: wake of a long and terrible war, our story awakens. With a future that is challenged by evil forces and tempered by powerful magic, a world struggles to find its destiny. A destiny which you now find yourself a part of, as the prophecy has foretold. These are the savage tales of Eberron. Now, settle in and prepare yourself for the thrilling adventures of our brave crew, as they seek to make their
1: own fate, on this week's episode of Mourners of Lazar.
2: I'm Ellie, and I'll be playing the role of Dana, a former house den at the Mercenary, looking to build a better future.
1: I'm Kevin, and I'll be playing Rustle, former military mage-turned-wandslinger, riding the winds of fate. Hi, Hi and uh...
0: Oh, I'm Michael <laughs> okay. I'll be taking on the role of a Brelish dwarf Torlin Culladron he's a dwarf sailor one hand on a harp and his other ready to safeguard his godchild
3: okay I'm Ernesto and I will play a uh, full of himself a shifter a rogue that is quite a mess um, and his name is Truco
4: and I'll be your dungeon master Philip <coughs> as we uh Take these four intrepid adventures on a seafaring campaign throughout the lazar called uh, mourners of the czar all right um so uh no background questions tonight uh i would just like to know um, uh, what brought your character to the lazar principalities and regalport kind of how long you've been there just briefly and what were you doing last night what happened to you last? What's the last thing you remember?
2: All right. Well, Dana has come to Lazar just under a year ago, traveling from New Seer uh, with her godfather Torlin, with the hopes of finding a better life for her fellow Seer and survivors than whatever Orgev is managing in New Seer. Uh, in, in Regalport, she's she's made a few friends. One of them, a, a Korovar dock worker who goes by the name of Marin. And you know, he he's a constant. He's always there when Dana and Torlin get back into port. He's got news, he's got gossip, all the usual good stuff. And uh, things were fine, you know, traveling around, getting work on a sword ships, trying to build up more connections. But eventually, Dana just started running out of money and running out of leads for how to help the rest of these Siren survivors. But Marin had a lead, and he got her this meeting at the Salty Dog and Baron in Regalport with a kind of strange fellow, this uh, this dwarf who... He didn't have the best look about him, but you know, Dana's always trying to see the best in people and and hope for good things. And he seemed very excited about the prospect of helping helping her and Torlin get some recruits find some land find a new home and they drank to their success and drinking to their success is the last thing Dana remembers from last night
3: maybe too much success not possibly
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right Ruskel what about you uh ruskell has been in lazar for uh, a little under a year as well uh came from carnath uh and signed onto a ship called the hand of plenty uh where he was working uh security for about eight to ten months uh before uh the diviner on the ship uh pointed him in the direction of regal port and so he set off there and was just kind of setting up shop managed to make a contact uh, with a local shop owner uh, who had some wizard accoutrements uh, and was starting to run a little low on cash, was drinking at the Salty Dog in Barren, uh, when he heard uh, a scream from outside that sounded suspiciously like uh, Kate, his contact. Uh, and when he went out to go try and uh, save the damsel in distress, uh, he felt a sharp pain on the back of his head, and that's the last thing he remembers.
0: And Torlin. Well, Torlan's situation in the last evening was much the same as Dana. He had been along with her for the ride. Um, Torlin and Dana, sort of a dynamic duo, um, spent much of their time here in Regalport together upon arriving. Um, but he himself had been searching out an old crewmate of his uh, who went by the name of uh, Hersham the Unlucky. And Torlum had been particularly interested in this salty dog cafe uh, as this had been a rumored place that Hersham had last been seen. Um, one of his favorite tramping grounds when he was in port so Torlin along with the purpose of coming along with Dana for this meeting had been keeping an eye out for information about Hersham. until a little bit of extra booze had did him in
3: how long has he been in in Lazar along with the same as Dana
0: or I believe it's a year a year,
3: okay, good you know. Uh, well, Truco I think, has been in Lassar or just just slale- sailing there um, in various places for uh, about four years. Um, under different situations, uh, some less fortunate than others, but nevertheless, he uh, has survived as escaping the city of Metrol. Uh, a troll. and from that point he has been roaming around um, the different islands and the different places um, he found himself on Regalport and uh, was willing to get waste on a tavern nearby uh, when he saw at the, uh, the glance uh, the appearance of two familiar uh, women particularly that were Clearly, in the search for him, with not the best of intentions. Um, from that, um, from that point, he decided to do some of his um, trickery, trickery, let's say, and uh, pickpocket someone and try to blame another person for it. Uh, and sure enough, a uh, uh, tavern brawl, a tavern brawl, brawl ensued. Uh, After that, uh, he tried to sneak around the tavern, trying to escape, uh, when he suddenly got knocked out by a punch. And that probably is the last thing he remembers. I think he remembers. I don't know. Maybe the punch was really hard. (laughs)
4: Um, Just so you're uh, aware, Kevin, since... These others played with me. The adventure card you got, you can play it at any time, other people's turns, whatever, if you feel like playing it. Um,
1: If you do not play it this session, it goes away or it gets changed?
4: Yeah, it goes away. Every session you'll get a new adventure card. They're like bennies that way. Bennies don't carry over from session to session. They reset every session.
3: Okay. Question. Could we choose to retain our adventure cards for later, later time or not? Uh, nope. They reset oh, okay.
4: every time. <laughs>
3: oh, okay. <laughs>
4: um, <clears throat> but you can give them to other players. But still, even if you give oh. them to other players, each person can only play the play one card every session. So if you gave your card to somebody else, they would have to choose between their existing card and your card.
3: Okay, good to know. <clears throat>
4: um, So, um, everybody just give me a bigger check and don't bother spending any bennies on it. <laughs>
2: Oh, it's good side.
0: I have rolled a... rolled a
2: five. That's, ooh. That's a two for Dana.
3: That's close Four to for a us. critical fail, but yeah. It's a
2: so do you roll a two? Because you you, you had your set to
4: private.
1: Oh, Fair sorry. Enough,
3: so. Yeah, yeah. I was doing some self-roll shenanigans. Uh, I yeah, rolled a two. Can I change okay. this? <laughs> Reveal to our there go. There you go. <laughs> Can I use a menu? I really want a critical failure now. Now that I see
4: that. <laughs> no, they're, they're, there's time
3: okay okay um, the night the night is young
4: so uh, Torlin you begin to wake up to the rocking of a ship you know the feeling it's not where you were last night uh, and you find yourself in uh, a cell and you hear some footsteps kind of like coming towards you and um, Dana starts. I'm, I keep on messing up. Is it Dana or is it Diane? It's Dana. Dana, right? Okay. Um, Dana starts waking up. She seems a bit groggy. Next to you, the cell there is a uh, there's a dwarf asleep uh, in some shackles.
0: So looking around, uh, Dana and I are in the same cell. You two are sharing a very small cell.
4: You're in a brig on a ship.
0: Uh, Where are we? This last thing I remembered was drinking with you and then Dana, are you awake?
2: Torlin, what? What? I'm just kind of slowly looking around. I assume I see the dwarf in shackles. Yeah, he's he's,
4: uh, manacled to the wall and Uh, A cell yours You're clearly In the forward hold Of You know uh, The lower deck of a ship Uh, You two are sharing The same cell Uh, There's a little candle lit On a desk Just outside your cell And you do hear some uh, Footsteps that appear To be getting uh, Louder Probably coming Towards you guys
2: Are you hurt? Are you okay?
0: Well it uh, Seems like I'm okay
2: all right. And
4: I'll, I'll give you two the opportunity while I move to the next two. <clears throat> Everything is gone from you. Everything you had is not with you anymore, including armor. Uh, you may have had the opportunity to secret away on your person some uh, small object or something like that that you want to keep, or maybe some coins or, or something like that. Uh, so you can give that some thought. Well, move on uh, even lower end of the ship, Ruskell. You wake up shackled and feeling the the rock of a ship. Um, some some water is kind of like sloshing up to your feet, and you recognize and tell can tell you're down in the in the bilge, the very base of some ship uh, that is clearly uh, at sea. Feeling. Oh, so groggy. And you, you do see uh, kind of like right next to you, there is. Um, uh, well, why don't you describe who he sees there, Turko? But you see a figure
3: that's kind of asleep or seems to be asleep. I mean, you can see um, you can see a furry. Person, <laughs> fur person, a shifter, if you may, uh, with uh, a gray, uh, gray type of fur with uh, uh, outlined spots of light brown, uh, light brown color. Um, probably also uh, without any significant possessions, and also being uh, shackled. Uh, uh, you, you see. You hear a, a hatch open
4: up, uh, Rusko, kind of from above you, and you see some flickering, you know,
3: lamplight or torchlight or something like that from above the hold. Is Truco awake? Um, by that sound, he probably will, will just abruptly awaken. <laughs> I didn't stop shit. Well, easy, easy Where? there. Just relax.
1: Don't make any too. Don't make any sudden movements. You're chained.
3: Who are you? I? I will try to. I will try to take my like my hands to myself and try to reach for my daggers that I don't have. Um, I'm like, what? What is my stuff? <sighs> they probably took you? it from us. Yeah. All right, problem. all right.
1: Let's I, start real slow. I'm Russ. Kay. You are? I am Truco. All right. Nice to meet you.
4: Truco, uh, this, what's your kind of experience is bringing back Flashbacks of memories. You you have a sinking feeling in your stomach. You know exactly what happened.
3: Oh, now I see. Well, hey, there is there is a second time for everything. <laughs> Certainly, this is one. But I guessing we are here to be in the service of any any ship. Guessing press that's
1: is what you mean. You mean a press gang? Uh,
3: yes, that's what I mean. Um, uh, hopefully. Uh- but I will. I will try to. Um, I was gonna say no, but I, I can not read. So I th- yeah,
4: I, I think before we go any further. Uh, so for everybody, what's a, what's a small item? Some some sort of small item or some coins and stuff like that. You have hidden on your purse that whoever searched you managed to miss.
3: I will say. I uh, I wanted to, to, to uh, point to that. That I probably Trugo will have. Uh, a small piece... A small piece of his, um... Thieves' tools? Uh, like... You, yeah.
4: You can, for all intents and purposes, have your whole little thieves' tool kit. It's not a... It's not a sure. huge kit.
3: Okay, okay. Yeah, I was imagining, like, I don't know, like, a lot of... A lot of small material... Small, like, pieces. But, uh... Yeah, just a couple of them. Um... One okay. in the... In the... Uh, like... One is the, like... the. He has a piercing on his belly bottom, and it can be taken off and used as a thieves' tool. <laughs> and uh, he also probably has something on his crack <laughs> hiding there. All right. a wallet. I,
1: I don't know how, but I, I'm guessing Russ, Russ's spell shard must have been the thing that they missed. Um, OK. Maybe it just looks like an ordinary rock, and like it's on his necklace. And they're just like oh this is an ordinary rock why would why would uh why would uh that be at
0: all important i look over at uh dana and kind of i could feel something in my beard i, I kind of shake it loose and out pops this little hol- holy symbol to cochran oh they missed it
2: and i kind of frantically Pat at my closing at my clothes. I'm wearing a few layers, and I just breathe this big sigh of relief when I feel my locket there under my shirt.
4: I kind of figured you would be uh, keeping that.
2: Um.
4: <clears throat> so, um, Rusko and Turco, you see uh, some people climbing down the ladder down into the bilges where you're at. Um, Dana and. Torland, You see uh, kind of three pirates kind of come filing in the room. Uh, one is a dwarf and one's an orc. And there's a third one that's kind of, uh, he's got some tusks and some greenish skin, but he is, he is probably the skinniest half-orc you have ever seen. He And he's kind of hunched over and spindling us. Ah, still a bed with the sun over the yard arm, are you? On your feet, you filthy swabs. Get up on deck and report for duty a four Prince Brockface, flays your flesh into sausage skins and hash fish guts fry you up for breakfast. As he kind of reaches over, unlocks the cages. <laughs> um, and you can see his his couple companions there, they have some Bailey pins out and some daggers uh, on their belts and whatnot. And they're eyeing you quite suspiciously. Turko
3: stands up, tries to... Uh, tries to stand. Yeah,
4: you have two guys down to you. Rusko and Turko, you hear that same thing as two two sailors come down, similar shape, another dwarf and a half-dwarf, um, and they're eyeing you quite suspiciously and uh, getting ready, and like, all right, no funny business.
2: Um, I, I of, get course, of course, of being... course.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Tarlin and I are not chained, right? You are not. All right, I... I get up to my feet and I uh, kind of look this skinny half orc up and down and gesture over to the shackled dwarf next to us and say, What about him?
4: Oh, he's uh, got his own date with the keeper
2: tonight. What well, was his crime? Shut your yap and get up on deck.
0: Let's go along with it now, uh, I see. Uh, Torlin will stumble up to his feet and all uh, right. Start to move out motion for Dana to do the same.
2: Um I'm, I'm going to follow Torlin, stick close to him.
3: Are you? So, uh, can you can you walk? To Truco? Uh I believe so. Um I'll try. Uh but let me uh, right? Rust just works, yeah. Rust, okay. Fresco. Okay. Good to know. Uh yeah, let's I don't know. Yeah, this, this is going to get I'd better give this uh, if we get to sail here. I, I want to direct myself to the to the half orc uh, and say, "Excuse me, sir. Uh, do I have the pleasure to know your name or to know the person that uh, is capturing us?" He like brings his bailey pen up and he goes, "No talking from you. You know, hear the captain out first. Okay, oh, sure, sure, sure. I don't want to cause any trouble. We'll let Truco leave first, and then we'll head up behind him.
4: So, yeah, you guys kind of go up the ladder. Uh, you come up at the same time while you see... A, 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 who do they see? Aside from an orc, a half-orc, and a, and a dwarf.
3: We can go on don't you full de- description. Why do you two
4: describe, your, describe yourselves? Okay, sure.
3: Take it away, Ernesto. You're going up first. Okay, good. Um, yeah, you see the, the first one that's going up... The deck uh is uh, as i described earlier earlier is the shifter um uh of a grey fur he has some fine, feline uh, green eyes um long hair that is tied up uh on the back um he's wearing um some a golden piercing on his belly button uh as well as some um, on the upper and the lower side of his ear uh, of one of its of his ear the right one is precisely he has uh three feathers dangling from there and one of them is particularly different from the rest uh he held he's also wearing um a red jack a red jacket and some yellow uh woolen breeches i don't know if that's the qualification Mm -hmm. but the one that's like uh, puffy, like, in the, like sure. in the upper... Okay? And, uh, Yeah, he's going up, uh, feeling... feeling good about himself, even though he's maybe not in the position to do that, but uh, he's up up there, going up the stairs.
2: So he's looking kind of confident, huh?
3: I mean, he's, uh, trying to see the ship and see who he will be the pressure to be sailing on.
1: Behind him is, uh, human caucasian pretty ordinary looking a little bit long in the hair stubble is really kind of hitting that five o'clock six o'clock shadow um he's wearing uh a royal blue coat uh open in front bronze buttons goes down to about knee length uh with silver trim uh i mean it's a it's a Chiron uh military jacket and then underneath it is just kind of uh cobbled together just a a white whatever shirt would fit him and uh brownish leather pants uh bandoliers but they're empty uh so a couple belts kind of crossing over and then a, a necklace with a ordinary looking rock so Torland
4: and uh, Diana, that, those who you see kind of coming out of the hole up from underneath uh, from the bilges. And who, who do these uh, two see?
0: Well, uh, assuming that all of the armor has been stripped away, Torland is wearing a rather draggled uh, and tattered undershirt. Um, he's a dwarf of rather short stature. Um, looks like he's seen some sun in, in his day he has a, a long beard that's at this point along with the rest of his hair quite well slicked with grease he's spent a little bit of time trying to comb it through with his fingers down in the cell uh, but it's just served to get more dirt in it um, you can see that half of his scalp hair doesn't grow on and there is uh, a relatively substantial scar there, possibly from some battle in the last war. Um, and his his beard is kept uh, at least a little bit out of the way by a, a, a turquoise band.
2: And uh, not not terribly tall, but still standing quite high over over Torlin, since he is short even for a shorter than your average dwarf um, is a fair-skinned human woman with fairly average height, fairly average build, ginger hair, dressed uh, dressed very simply in a, a kind of yellowed white shirt. You know, it's it's in good repair, but it's obviously old. She's got a vest on over that, simple trousers, simple boots, carries herself... With the, with the air of someone who's seen trouble before, and can I assume that she would recognize the significance of Russ's jacket?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's safe to say, since
2: you've uh,
4: all been there, all of you would recognize the significance of the jacket. Right. Um, so with that, you're kind of ushered up a ladder to the next level, kind of down, uh, clearly what's a gun deck you see you actually well actually uh shh, everybody can give me a notice check and the half orc looks something like that hey no oh, cool he is skinny
0: one miss yeah, the yeah he is one.
4: <laughs> he clearly did not get the strength of his orc ancestry or heritage
3: all right oh, man torland okay. has rolled a three. Oh, it's out of an the, ace the, cigar- the cigarette included in the in the current presentation of the character, or yeah, sure.
2: Did anyone pass that?
0: <laughs> Got a seven. Oh, it's like the Ruskill aced it with the seven.
2: Oh yeah? yeah.
4: Um. So as you're coming out out of the bilges and you guys are getting ushered up another ladder up to the the other deck, um, you get a quick glance as you come through. There's a set of doors that are open that lead down to the cargo hold. The cargo hold is, um, mostly kind of empty mostly empty, there's only a few stores in here. Um, but you do think you hear uh, a faint, you heard a, you definitely heard some pig noises. Uh, so there's probably some pigs stored in here. And you and you think kind of over the top that you hear uh, a whimper, but you're not sure. And uh, then you're all, oh, you didn't roll a notice check before, huh? <laughs>
3: Yeah, no, sorry. I, I mean, I'm having trouble with foundry at the moment. It's okay. slow, but I could now.
4: Uh-huh. Speaking of which, <laughs> do y'all see the ship?
3: Mm-hmm. I do, yeah, but it took okay. a so, reload. Yeah, I took. Uh, I'm seeing it clearly.
4: Interesting, because it's not showing for me. So we're not going to be doing much movement on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when we do our break, I'll, I'll restart the uh, the foundry server and but, see if I can get it showing back up
3: for me. Theater of the mind, but DM only, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um.
4: So you guys are taken up into a uh, to a gun deck, um, and uh, yeah, it's no problem. You actually notice the there's a there seems to be some sort of uh, arcane cannons. Maybe it's a siege staff or something mounted facing the. The bow, so facing forward, so it's kind of like the bow uh, cannon of the ship. And then along both sides, there's just rows of five ballistas. And you guys are kind of walk down the gun deck. There's a hole open that allows cargo to go down deep into the cargo hold through the weapons deck. Um, And you kind of march along into a staircase that's up that takes you up into the uh, onto the main deck of the ship, which is where you all would be seeing yourself uh, right now on the map. And, uh, you come out with these, uh, five guards, you know, a couple of them nudge you from time to time to kind of get you moving. Uh, but since y'all are coming relatively peaceful, they're not too aggressive with you. Um, so it's clearly probably early to mid morning and you all are definitely at sea, um, and you can see uh, kind of land a bit distant, both to the starboard and port, left and right there. <clears throat> um, and uh, the deck is very active with, with crew working. And as you kind of, you come up the staircase out and you see uh, the galleys behind you guys, but as you were, head, you were heading the opposite direction out of the main deck. And um, you kind of, as you come out, looking at the is Anybody doing anything? Real quick, Um, get onto the main deck.
3: Truco Truco would probably say out loud, uh, looking at the gunnery and all the equipment, and he will say, "Probably you are, you are quite uh, well-equipped, beauty." Have to say, Uh, he will say out loud. uh.
4: Um.
3: Not every day you
1: see an arcane cannon on one of these beasts. But, uh, one, one of
4: the orcs behind you as he nudges you, uh Truco, he says a Storm Raider versus one of the best on the water.
3: Storm River. It's a quite fitting name.
0: Uh,
4: it, if give, we... me a, give, give me a common knowledge check.
3: Everyone? Oh, sure. Yeah. I don't have it on my shortcut keyboard because I don't I'm not good at it.
2: But... Oh man, I can't roll for beans tonight. <laughs>
3: Torlin has a plus one. <coughs> there you go.
2: Oof. Oh, Tor- nice. good thing Torlin knows things, because uh Dana sure doesn't. Okay. I Torlin
3: I
0: can... also would be looking at the land masses and just seeing if they look at all familiar from the brief stints we've had in Lazar.
4: Um I would say, um, Uh, Give me another... So so that common knowledge check was specifically about seeing if you know the name of the ship, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, So give me another common knowledge check then as you guys get on the main deck.
0: Uh, That will be a five for that common knowledge.
4: Okay, so... um, So, Truco, you have... uh, You have heard the name Storm Reaver since you've been on... uh, in the Lazar quite some time. Uh, It is... It's a pirate ship, right? Uh, and they, they reave all, all over kind of Lazar and the southern coast of Corvair. Uh, you have heard that. Torland, uh, you've heard a lot about this ship. This is the flagship of the Cloud, uh, the Cloud Reaver Principality. Uh, it is said Prince Mika Rockface pilots the ship herself. Uh, and it has a pretty, even though it's not an elemental galleon or anything like that, it has a pretty fearsome reputation on the waters, as well as the the Cloud Reavers uh, in general. They're one of the more uh, ruthless pirating principalities and outfits that are out on the Lazar.
0: I'll say under my breath to the others, I've had rumors about these, this crew. There were Siren ships and it's that managed to escape the morning one of the fleets and said that the Cloud Reavers were commandeering some of the ships in the Kraken Bay.
4: Uh, and I think without 12, I mean, that's a success with two razors. I'll also give you, um, you were clear, you, you all were clearly press gang under the very noses of the Sea Dragon Principality. So what uh, Mika did there was ra- a rather bold thing by even taking anybody from Regalport. Um, and as far as the land masses, I mean, you would need to spend some more time kind of taking a look here, but you can tell that you are heading um, east and south a bit. So you're probably wrapping around, heading east more out towards the open ocean, open sea lanes of the Lazar sea. Um, and uh, gosh, I forget what the, so you suspect green turn is, gosh, now I can't remember the lingo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, green turn is to your to your right side. What's that? port? Sorry. Starboard? Okay. Um,
0: Several fathoms, I'm sure.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Crown Island would be to your port side. That's right, port is left. I do remember that. So y'all, come up onto the deck um, and there's a bunch of people working in the the rigging and stuff like that. It's a a pretty nice looking large galleon ship. And then you hear from above you, from the quarter deck above you, you hear glad you can join us at last. Um, and you kind of turn to look up on top of the, the quarter deck, which this, this guy actually has, there's a quarter deck, and the last in the back is the, uh, it's known as the poop deck, or Stern Castle, so it's kind of like three levels. Uh, the The navigation, the piloting hub of the ship is on the quarter deck, and standing there on the railing, you see probably, in contrast to whoever this half-orc is that got you, you see one of the largest orcs you have ever seen, Um this huge hulking female uh, orc is standing there, um, kind of brightly dressed in red with a nose ring. And then uh, from out behind her comes walking, quite, co- quite in comparison, a dwarf that's, you know, half the height of the orc, um, uh, a female dwarf. She's got a very short cropped beard on, um, very ostentatious armor, rings all over her fingers and everything. And she kind of just walks up to the edge and she goes, Welcome to the Storm Reaver. My thanks for uh, volunteering for my crew. I am Mika Rockface. That's Prince Rockface to you, filthy lot. Not that you'll ever need to address me. I only have one rule. Don't speak to me.
3: I like talk, but I don't like your talk. Follow that rule. We'll get along just fine. Truco Broly's stand in front and say with the permission of my lady i want to just say thank you shut his mouth and
4: <laughs> one of the orcs behind you just like bats you in the back of the skull right i deserve <laughs> that and uh prince rockface just kind of looks over uh at the orc and it's just like looks like we've got another one for bloody Hour. And she goes, all right, listen up to all you rats. And she kind of like looks up encompassing all kind of everybody who's on the deck <laughs> and still looking at you guys, she goes, we're still shorthanded. And I am, to keep, I am to keep the crew we have. There'll be a keel hauling for anyone caught killing anyone else. Is that understood? And you you says, this. aye, Prince. And then she, she looks down
2: at you all and she goes, is that understood? I just give a little kind of military style nod as I'm accustomed to. Don't say anything.
3: Ah, uh, Captain. Look on his force, like just getting back up from the from the head, just doing I like.
4: Um, she kind of turns her back and starts to walk away and she goes, Mr. Lagra, if you'd be so kind as to make pirates out of these landlubbers, it'll save me from having to put them in the sweat box for a year and a day before I make pies out of them. <clears throat> And the female half-orc that was standing there, she just goes, Aye, aye, right, Captain. And she kind of steps over down to the ladder down. Her. She goes, All right. First order of business. I need we need another rigger. All of you, get up to some of the rigging. And on my mark, everybody climbs up to the crow's nest. So everybody's just going right ahead with this?
0: Might as well. Yeah. uh yeah. Torlin's gonna sidle up to Truco and just say
3: you want to try and save your strength you're going to need it sure dwarf sure and he will start uh, taking uh, his shifting form and like uh taking like his claws to start to grow a little bit in the anticipation
2: oh you're gonna you're gonna shift for this huh yes is this considered an encounter?
4: Um, not really, but I assume you're you're asking this in the context of uh, an adventure card you have, yeah?
2: No, I'm asking it in the context of using martial flexibility to uh, give me a plus two to athletics for cl- specifically for climbing. Oh, um, by taking the acrobat feet? Uh, it's only for combat edges, but uh, there's there is oh, the free runner edge, which is considered a combat edge, and. It ignores difficult ground and adds plus two to athletics rules for climbing.
4: Uh, sure, that's creative on top of your abilities. I'll, I'll allow it. Or not. Um, so this is going to be kind of like a mini dramatic task. Um, however, instead of needing to collect a certain number of successes, it's essentially going to be c- compared between uh, each of you, Who? how many successes each of you collect, right?
3: I will I will look to my side, I say, Are, are you prepared Rust? Yeah. Rust right? isn't gonna be.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, Our, you might want to take your off, fell, it'll get tangled. Yeah. I'm saying that to Russ quietly.
1: I'm not taking the jacket off.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Let me uh, I just kinda shrug. Well, since I can't get on the map, I gotta everybody to the tracker in a different way.
3: Do we have a, like a moment to talk or it's something like we have to go now, like from...
4: The... I mean, you're being ushered up to the rigging, but like the little bit of talk you, you've been doing, there's there's time for.
3: Okay, okay. Good. Was there something in particular you were looking for? Mm, I mean, Truco is quite eager to... Uh, I, I want to start with the wrong foot here. So uh, I'm just going to say it out loud. Uh, I'm really good at this. And I don't want to make when I want to, when I want to, any one of you be ashamed of yourself. So be okay with that, all right? Also, my name is Truco. Nice to meet you all.
4: So uh, cards are being drawn for this to see if you get clubs, if there's any sort of complication. Uh, I assume, Ruskel, you have the choice of a ten of spades or six of clubs. Oh. We'll take the ten. Kind of figured that. Um. Don't you have... Oh, hey, I screwed that up. Didn't really know what it was asking me. Uh, you're supposed to get a new card there, Truco. You got a nine of spades now. Uh, Dana and Torland
2: both have clubs. Do you want to keep them? Do you want to spend a penny?
0: Well, I want to keep them.
2: Nice. Yeah, let's let's see how this pans out. All right.
0: <laughs> so I when you hear...
2: When you hear Mr. Lagra say,
4: "All right, go," Dana is the f- first one that gets on the jump.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, you can make your roll with a minus two for the clubs.
2: So that's if I'm if I'm um, using that free runner edge. That is a net roll. Correct. All right. On bi- <laughs> uh, I'm gonna re-roll that. Surely I can roll above a three tonight. Oh, I mean, yes, I can. That's a four. All right,
4: that is one success for you. I'm curious. I'm going to be adding to your Kick sheet the free runner. See if it adds the bonus the next time. Um. So you, uh, so let's see. You're you're a bit uh, unnerved, groggy, still from everything. Just kind of going like, what? What in the name of Kyber happened to me here last night? And in that sense, you actually started jumping and climbing the ropes uh, before Mr. Lagras said anything and kind of got your foot tangled up a little bit and stuff. And um, though you were able to kind of start getting up a bit, uh, you did
2: stumble back a little bit. Okay, so uh, I'm in the rigging or I'm on the deck? You are in the rigging. Okay. Ruskell. Russ
1: will Russ. go ahead and shed his his jacket, make a scramble. So it's athletics?
4: Correct. Oof!
0: What? Not that he said nice. that he would take his jacket off. Did he just say <laughs> that he wanted to take his jacket off?
4: <laughs> uh, Clearly Ruskel took what Truco said is kind of like a challenge. <laughs> I guess he wised up, Torlin. Let's see what he does. You got any particular nice flavor for uh the explosion out of the gate that you just did
1: ash I, I think 17. russ just like drops the the jacket off to the side and like it's the jump really and uh let's see for rigging for rigging actually you know russ is russ is smart enough that i think he is gonna find that one right rope where rather than climb the rigging he kicks uh you know a pulley or something and just kind of like gets a little boost from a rope uh from one of the the rising pieces of uh of rope nice
4: I like, I like that i'll give you a Benny for that
1: you know work smarter not harder
0: the mass turns totally <laughs> off course in the meanwhile
4: <laughs> truco you're up next i think with your shifting yeah i know shifting. how
3: that works yeah i am shifting and I don't know if that uh, applies directly the, the bonus, but it should have a plus two on... Yeah, it won't, it won't directly apply
4: the bonus because there's a thing with Foundry that right. actually Active Effects can't apply bonuses to skills. Okay. It can do it to attributes and a whole bunch of other stuff, just not skills. So you'll have to manually add the plus
3: two. Sure. Uh, see, athletics plus two. No. Modifier.
4: Uh, and actually, two. I should have done this for... Dana, but she rolled a. F- you rolled a four on the athletics check, right? Yeah. yeah. So it made a difference. I was going to give you um, uh, another plus two for this, since you can ignore difficult terrain when climbing. Okay. So that that would also apply to Dana as well.
3: Right. So Turko is probably like so confident that he's waiting for the other <laughs> to like climb, <laughs> but as soon as he sees like Rust taking that advantage. He's just like, oh shit, and she start, He starts going up, and that is a nine.
4: Uh, you just have the plus two from that. Okay.
3: Yeah. So nine success with the raise, that's good for two. Two tokens. He will start climbing on the main mast. Um, just oh, you're use- not even. Do- you're not even going for the rigging. You're just going to go up the mast, huh? Yeah, yeah, just off the mast. Yeah. yeah
0: just-
4: right
0: on, Torland. Uh. It's athletics?
4: It's athletics. You are at a minus two from your complication. Understood.
0: And I have a sense what the complication is. I will turn to the, uh, the half-orc. Is it the skinny one?
4: Yeah, the, the half-orc is the skinny one, definitely.
0: Listen, I know my way around ropes, but when it comes to outside pressure, uh, I can't get a little topsy-turvy. So don't hold this <laughs> against me i'll keep that you'll keep that
4: okay so as you pause there and say that he looks at you and goes get on up the rigging!" um but in that moment just as you turn around there was like the piece of uh there was like a little block with a crate in it with some items in it which is what Ruskell kind of knocked to to swing up that comes crashing down
0: right right in
4: front of you um And it just, like, narrowly misses you, but even keeps you from even kind of getting on the rigging. You're still, like, on the deck of the ship right now. Next round. So, Rascal, do you want your four of hearts or a jack of clubs? Oh, clubs means there's a
1: complication.
4: Um, Clubs mean there's a complication. It's minus two to your roll. uh, Let's
1: go with the hearts, even though. hmm. And
4: no clubs drawn this round. Truco is up. As he's climbing the main mast.
3: Yeah, he's going to try to uh, get momentum as he's climbing and try to jump into a rope and on, on hand from there, but he's going to try. Okay. Uh, let's see, plus two. I don't know if rope monkey helps me here in any way, shape, or form. But, uh... I mean, it would make sense, but if, if not, I'm okay with it. It doesn't say like it adds like uh, something to athletics or, or, or a, a challenge, so.
4: Uh, I'll give you another
3: plus one. Okay, so plus three there. There you go. Two, two, two. That's a 12. Success with two raises. You uh,
4: you gained some ground on, on Ruskel. You're certainly catching up to him, uh, but he still has quite the lead at the moment. Yeah. So, this turn we'll see if you actually caught him or not.
3: That's smart, um, but agile.
2: Dana. Yeah, so that's a um, plus plus two to athletics and another plus two for difficult terrain.
4: Yes, and actually, I forgot about that. Did that it made a difference in uh, Truco's role? No. Oh. Yeah, you'd be at, you'd, you. You would have been at a plus five, Truco.
3: Uh, plus five?
4: Yeah, wouldn't have made a difference, though. Still, still yeah, yes, successful. That's okay.
3: Yeah, that's okay.
2: Do I need to put all four in the dice tray? Uh, yes. Do that as plus four. Okay, here we go. I, I needed that plus four. <laughs> that is a Stick, seven, so... Sticking with that? Plus. Yeah, I'm sticking with that. Yeah, even though you're kind of, like,
4: tapping on some of your old s- s- skill and knowledge, Stuff to be doing, you never really that you were never much, you weren't a rigger on any of the ships that you were on, right? So you're holding your own, but you are certainly not uh, anywhere near uh, Russ or Truco. Mm -hmm. And Russ, you are up next. I would like
0: to play a card. Oh, here we go. All right. So I am going to turn here as I stumble and try and pick up my feet. I turn to the half organ and say, Look, there's no way that I'm going to catch up with the rest of them, but, you know, you could make this a little bit more interesting. You see that pulley over there? I bet if you pull that, it's going to set that swaggering braggadocio off kilter. And I'm going to play turncoat (laughs) to have him do a small favor for me.
4: Oh, (laughs) jeez. So you're talking about Braggart, did you want him to do something to uh, inhibit Truco? Is that what? You, is that how you're playing? No, is?
0: to to Ruskell. He <laughs> sent that block and tackle down on my head.
4: Oh, okay. Alright. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah. It's a turd code. Somehow your hero convinces a brave a foe to perform a small favor, such as helping the hero escape, revealing the location of the boss, etc. Um <clears throat> Yeah, he he doesn't even look down at you when you say that stuff. He's just like, I already one step ahead of you, dwarf. And he kind of like, he, th- he throws his bailing pin up and just kind of goes end over end up into uh, Ruskel. And we'll say, um, since that has no clear effect, how about we say that just uh, provides a minus two penalty to for your for your roll? All
1: right. I'd like to Benny that. I think I can do better. Yep. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Got a one I think we'll leave that.
4: You're going to leave that? No more pennies? Okay. So you went zipping up on the rope, kind of came off and grabbed the rigging. And just as, you, just as you had one hand on the rigging, this club comes flying end over end and, like, smacks your hand. And you kind of fly off the rigging. And you're just still holding on that one rope that uh, you went up on. And now the momentum's changing and it's actually starting to descend just a little bit. Um but now it's your turn, Torlin.
0: Okay. Uh let's see. All right. I'm gonna try and catch up with the rest of them.
4: Doing it's amazing, that'll do it.
0: Okay, that's not a quite enough. For Torlin. Not quite. Is this just two rounds?
4: Uh there's gonna be one more round.
0: Okay, I'll keep that.
4: So as you're kind of, you're just kind of like giggling and uh, you go up and you manage to catch up with uh, Dana. So Russ, we've got ten of clubs or a king of clubs. So, so as if you didn't already have a complication, you've got another complication. Might as well go with the king.
2: Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> it's
4: good and, to be king, right? Uh, Torland's got the king of spades, so Torland's actually first. Torland gets to Keep going on his current momentum. <laughs>
0: uh, what is the, uh, is that like a, a national animal of seer? Does anybody know off the top of their head?
2: Oh, I'm off the top, Should no, I'm an, not.
3: An exotic type of animal. Um, Probably. A peacock.
2: Can't remember what's on the crest.
3: Really. I want to try actually, and I, catch
0: up there's with There's
4: a Bruce. crown on the crest. I got a better yet. Um,
2: but I actually like the, I like
4: the idea of a peacock, actually. That does kind of feel fitting. Because uh, Seer is all about the... Uh, all about looking good. Um, you know, the art and all that kind of stuff like that and the greatness of Galifar, so...
0: I'll shut up at uh, Ruskull. You know, the thing about the pickaxe is that they don't fly. <laughs> yes, they do.
3: <laughs> For a short duration.
0: Very well. All right.
4: Uh, Ruskull, you are up next. All right, so I had a
1: minus two. Yeah, I got a minus two to your roll. Okay, here we go. Oh, close. Yeah, I'll Benny that. That looks better. Woo. All right. Do I get a good look at the, the half work that tossed that club?
4: Uh, Give me a notice check minus two success
0: uh, oh <laughs> yeah, you, you got fine.
4: enough of a look at the angle from it it clearly came from where the dwarf and the, the half orc are standing and the dwarf is unarmed at this point so it didn't come from him <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, we're gonna make a, a mental note of that orc or half orc
0: darlin's got a shitty grin on his face for sure though <laughs>
4: um so twirling you go up uh
1: russ is gonna shout back Peacocks can fly in the autumn when they shed their tail feathers.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, you get on the rope and, and you get up there and uh we are gonna see if you manage to beat Truco or not. So we'll hold off on like narrating how that ends or not. So you're
3: up Truco? Oh, it's the Truco Truco's turn already? Yeah. He will probably uh about to climb, but he will probably just turn that da- like Look down at the orc and shout, There was any prize for this? If not, there should be one because I'm about to win. (laughs) (laughs) And he will probably be a braggart. (laughs) And he will probably try to like convince the orc and try not not spend much time climbing but rather speaking. All right, you
4: still are at uh, uh, you're on ropes now, you're still at a plus five.
3: Okay. I, this is still. I mean, if I if I say like I invest uh, some time speaking, do I do I have any hindrances or, or?
4: Um, I mean, if you want to self, if you want to say you're you're being so overconfident and braggarts uh, and want to self-impose a penalty, feel free.
3: Okay, good. I, I want to. Uh, yeah, I want to take uh, no. Uh, this I would say. Yeah, minus four, so it will be a plus one. Oh,
4: you're, like, seriously <laughs> chit-chatting
3: up. Yeah, just... All like, right. How, how do you, like... I'm just, like, doing... Uh, Let's see.
0: If I don't hear, I like the cut of your jib multiple times in this campaign, I'll be sorely disappointed.
3: <laughs> uh, sure. For... Uh, I want to Benny that. Well, actually, you should be at a net plus one. Oh, that right. Oh, well man. <laughs> and this... No, I will, I will, I will, uh, I'll Benny again.
2: <laughs> you just rolled 14. Why are you betting on 14? He's fishing for a
3: crit failure. <laughs> there you go. Uh... I know. Was, no, that's the, the two. I want the two.
4: Well, now you still keep the better roll.
3: <laughs> I had to keep the better, better roll. Well, actually, Can I the worst one.
4: <laughs> I, I don't know. Not I've never really had team team
3: anybody team. like spend Benny's to specifically take the worst roll. I want to teach a lesson about bragging. <laughs> It's not good but to yourself. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay either way.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean this is certainly uh going to be reinforcing your
2: overconfidence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and Dana All right. Um looking up and down the rigging at at everything that's going on here, uh like does everyone as far as I can tell, does everyone look okay? Like, so there's this crazy shifter who's clearly quite fine on the mast. Um, Russ is currently hanging from a single rope precariously? No, he got up
4: on the rigging, and he's he makes it to the crow's nest, but he uh, he doesn't beat the
2: shifter. Torlan looks Torland looks okay. Torlan passed trouble?
0: you at this point. He looks um, quite spirited. Oh.
2: Not I, usually
0: this life.
2: On <laughs> that case, I... I yell up the rope. Don't strain yourself. I'm yelling up at Torlin and scramble up after him. So I'll keep on climbing. And, keep that. Yeah, yeah. She's been it a plus four. It was climbing
0: four. rigging when you were in swaddling clothes.
4: <laughs> that is with the plus four. But she does manage to pass you there, Torlin. So yeah. So we got Truco comes up, uh, um, Russ, then dana than truco or then torland and i can tell already i'm gonna get those i'm gonna be saying those mixed up more than once um so uh you get up to the top there truco and there's this uh there's this human there with this like this big shaggy like out of control curly hair that's just like a big almost like an afro right um and he's got a beard on and stuff like it kind of sees you come up you kind of get up there he was hanging out up in the crow's nest on watch, clearly, and uh, especially you reach the top. You're not even looking up at the top. You're like just shouting stuff down and everything. And as you come up, you see him there, and he's just like he's he's just kind of sneering at you. He's just like just shaking his head, and um, <clears throat> yeah,
3: and, and he just goes, yeah.
4: "Get off my crow's nest."
3: Uh, I'm just visiting for the moment. I think there are some friends of mine coming in as well. Um,
4: so then the rest of you come down back down to the uh, the deck and go onto the main deck. And uh, Mr. Locker, the big orc, just kinda look she kinda she looks at you three
1: and she goes up to you Russ and goes, Can you cook? I'll be honest, I live most of my life off survival kits.
4: <clears throat> she just kind of sneers, walks over to you, Dana, and she goes, Can you cook? Fair enough. And then she looks
0: at you, Torlin, and goes, "Can you cook?" I'm a dwarf. Do you see any kind of tubers and mushrooms around here? <laughs> all I know. She's,
4: so then uh, she with, immediately with that, and she's just like she's clearly like twice your height. Um, she's easily over eight feet tall. Um, with that though, she just turns and looks at you, Dan, and goes, kind of points at you, sticking her finger in your chest a little bit, and she goes, "You're a cook's mate now." Go report to fish guts in the galley.
2: I I kind of hesitated a moment and looked sidelong at Torlan. And she she goes, what about this do you think is a negotiation? Get to the galley. I, I just stay quiet, uh, give Torlan a look, and uh, start walking off. And, um...
0: Torland will give you a look back that's just kind of like a do as she says, Lassie.
4: Oh, yeah. Torland's been press gang, too,
0: right? Yeah, this isn't his first time now.
4: Yeah, so this this isn't his first time.
0: Um, If there had been an opportunity to talk about it in the cell, he would have said, you know, it's not much to be done when we're out at sea.
4: Right. Um, And so uh, she looks at... uh, Let's see, Ruskel's left and Torland's left. She looks at you two and goes, <clears throat> you're swabs now. Report to Master Scourge. Master Sc- Scourge, sh- show these boys what to do. And uh, who apparently is Master Scourge is that really skinny half-orc just kind of comes walking up and it's just like, my pleasure. And um, let's that's probably a good place to pause or end, as the case may be. All of us want to express our appreciation for you joining us on this week's episode of The Mourners of Lazar. You can find us on the web at savageeberontales.com or on Twitter at Savage Eberron. We want to give a huge shout out and thank you to Christian Shirano for that amazing intro we have I'm sure the deal we had to make with Sora Terraza will totally be worth it. A thank you also goes out to Rebecca on Twitter at Civis Echoers for helping us cut through all the red tape at how Civis to get this podcast off the ground. So until next week, keep it savage.